Okay, Richard. I am going to give the most controversial opinion ever in terms of the Fife property market. And what do you think that's going to be? I would say at this point in time, I think personally, why you shouldn't really sell your Fife home in 2024. This is what we're going to talk about. QVT. You'll be saying to yourself right now, Richard. Sorry, what did you just say? You shouldn't sell. You shouldn't sell your Fife home in 2024. Is that? Are you gone mad? I know. I know. And the people people watching might think, but you were telling me different maybe last week or you know. But it's dependent on circumstance, and we're going to we're going to delve a bit into that. This genuinely is why you shouldn't sell your Fife home in yeah. 20. 24. So tune in. We're going to talk about this. As a seasoned estate agent serving the Fife community, I've always been this. I've always prided myself offering the transparency, informed advice to local homeowners as well. And today I'll provide a balanced perspective on the current housing market trends, that which what could mean for those um, uh, contemplating selling their Fife homes. The housing market is ever evolving, remember. It's an ever evolving landscape, isn't it, Richard? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is an ever-evolving landscape, and I think like the recent forecasts and things present a really mixed bag of predictions and things for five homeowners, um, and they should really consider that before placing their property on the market for sale, before the signs go up, as you know, with, uh, up in their gardens and things, you really need to think through about your own circumstances and, and take all these things into consideration. And, I mean, I think like the, the latest data, really, um, well, the property market shows signs of recovery and things from um, where it's been, it, it may be prudent for some sellers to maybe exercise a wee bit of patience. Although we've we have been advising people, do you know the time is now? But that's obviously circumstance dependent on each individual um, person's um, journey and things and where they are and where they need to be on the market or not. But maybe you need to take a wee bit of a, a step back. And we did speak about that a wee bit uh, on the show at the weekend as well. Well, you know me; I'm a great fan of jumping out the window and learning to fly on the way down. <laughs> yeah, I do know that. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, in some I, cases, it's the way to go, but um, yeah, absolutely. I th personally, I think it's all cases. This is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Just learn to fly on the way down um, as you're going, and, and every single time, you, if you've got complete and utter faith in yourself, you know you're going to make it happen anyway, regardless. So there is certain circumstances that, say, that says that, and this is why I says we'll have a balanced perspective of why you shouldn't sell your Fife home in 2024. So the current British market dynamics, let's discuss this, is the beginning of 2024. So as of the beginning of 2024, the UK property market has shown real resilience uh, against predicted downturns again. Contrary to forecasts of declining housing prices in early 2023, the British market has experienced a modest rise, and so has the Scottish market, and so has the Fife market. This unexpected stability can be attributed to several critical factors, probably including effective uh, mortgage affordability stress testing since uh, 2014, 
Mm -hmm. uh, lender policies, supporting households, uh, and robustness of the employment sector, all of which have cushioned the property market from significant drops in prices. But despite that prediction of the between 8 and 15% of fallen house prices at the start of 2023, data from sources like the Halifax indicated a national increase of 1.7% in 2023. This trend challenges the conventional scare scenarios often associated with, with market volatility. Yeah. Now, as we look towards 2024, for example, what should the market expect, Richard? Um, I think ahead for 2024, the market is expected to stabilise further. And I mean, some projections indicate a possible decrease in the national house prices of around 2 to 4%. Yet others suggest a slight mm. increase of over the next 12, 12 months. So these numbers represent a market that, while not booming, um, and it's maintaining a steady pulse. And then I think furthermore to that, with the Bank of England interest rates potentially drifting to around maybe 3.75 to 4% by the end of 2024, subject to inflation, inflation the, yeah. Yeah, the climate is ripe for uh, strategic decision making. Well, we'll find out about what the Bank of England's thinking in terms of base rates on Thursday, because mm -hmm. that's when the, the base rates announcement for for um, for the first part of 2024, the first base rate announcement in 2024 will happen. So we'll find out all about it on Thursday. Uh, and that'll be quite interesting. Predictions? I, I kind of think it'll probably stay where it is. I, st I still think we're not out of the woods. Um, but there's an election coming up. So there's maybe, there's maybe a wee bit smoozing by... Yeah current party in power is to say that you know maybe gives you some concessions but then will that affect inflation but as we know though even though you make a base rate decision now and if you were to reduce it inflation wouldn't apply until six or seven months from now so they might actually they might actually i know it's supposed to be independent but let's be honest the bank of england and the government aren't really independent there's there's a bit of, there's, they're bound to talk in the background aren't they yeah so i have a i have a sneaky suspicion we'll see a reduction in base rates in the next couple of months, if not this week. And it's purely for the fact that I think it's all part of electioneering. Uh, I don't yeah. think there's anything right about it. Um, it's the, the market's stable in terms of the property market. We probably need transactional numbers up. But then when you look at it as well, transactional numbers really need to be up for the government to actually bring in taxes from stamp. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that's a big key indicator for them for revenue if their transactional numbers are down. Now, if it's down, and especially in England with really high prices, where stamp duty they could rake a lot of money in that way. And um, if these if these are down in some areas, they're down about thirty percent in transactional numbers, the housing market. Therefore, they're going to suffer quite badly in terms of tax receipts. Yeah. So this is where the government might actually look to stimulate the market and might actually maybe put a wee bit of pressure on the Bank of England to possibly ease off on base rates and just to see what happens. But as I said before, it won't have an immediate effect on inflation. And by the time the election's over, maybe that'll kick in and then we'll go back to increasing base rates again. But we're in power now, so it doesn't matter. You can't vote us out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen this. I've seen this picture before. Yeah. I've seen this picture before. I can be so cynical about the government. Yeah, just just to go back a wee bit on what you were saying about the the British market dynamics and things, and you you touched on the stress testing for affordability with mortgages and things since two thousand and fourteen, yeah. which we spoke about before, and was really important. Now that 
when uh, when interest rates obviously started to skyrocket and people were having to be more were at the point of mortgage, it turned out that with a wee bit of maybe looking at your own expenses, people were able to afford it because they'd already been stress tested by their provider. And I think that's a really important thing because it saved a lot of people when when we come to that point. Plus the fact is, it, we talked about the, the you know the bank's been quite sympathetic towards homeowners, yeah. and and you can you can still get you know uh, uh, mortgage holidays that still yeah. applies. You can opt to possibly just pay interest only for a certain period mm-hmm. of time as well. So there's all different options that the banks are still offering you because they realise they don't want the ramifications of the uh, another credit crunch, and everybody's learned a lesson from that. You know, it's either yeah. a lesson or a blessing, and it's been a lesson. Um, definitely to a lot of the finance industry and the banking industry uh, and the governments as well in order to make sure that this doesn't happen again what happened in uh, the 2008 nobody wants wants to be the next Northern Rock or whatever you know and they are still stress testing right now regardless even though that was taken off I think it's about a year since that's been removed that requirement legally um, the banks are still stress testing at these rates you know I've had it recently with uh, buy-to-let lending, they're stress testing at a higher rate to make sure that the affordability is still there before they actually, um, you know, um, grant the lending. Yeah, so it's, it's good important. that the banks are taking that that fiscal responsibility um, to to the to homeowners and making sure they're in a position to weather any storms. That's what it's. That's what I think it's all about. But but let's look at Fife's position. Yeah. So in Fife, the housing market mirrors this national trend as well the local housing market uh, now there's no surprise when i say the areas you know rich history excellent transport links uh, schools community spirit make it a continued area of interest for buyers it's definitely an affordable level and we've actually seen quite a lot of people actually moving into the fife area and buying yeah. properties to move in not for holiday homes not for anything not for service accommodation but actually physically to move in from outside the area they're no daft they don't find it. Fife's a great proposition because they're, yeah. now they're beginning to see what's available by all the location footage that we're churning out every single time. When you begin to see all these beaches and and the, the cafes and bistros and restaurants and the local schools and all the areas and everything you've got about there and, and close proximity to St Andrews and close proximity to the, the East Nuke and, you know, Central and Cooper as well and, you know, the industrialised towns like Glenrothes and Kirkcaldy, you can't help but think to yourself, why am I living in Edinburgh <laughs> if I can work remotely yeah. and I could have, I and could sell my house and release, release all that money that I've got built in, up in equity. I could buy literally mortgage free with the equity I've built up and pay off my mortgage I've got just now in Edinburgh or Glasgow or Perth or Dundee or any big cities, areas, because they're all bigger price points. They're all bigger average prices. So, and, and then same with London as well. There's no surprise when I'll tell you that We've got about, I think it's around about eight to 7,000 people annualised right now from London coming on our website every single year. That's a big number. And that's just from the London area. And then when you combine that with Edinburgh, which is about about 4,000 every month coming on our website from the Edinburgh area, combine it with the Glasgow area, you're literally getting to a point where with just these three or four areas, which are all big cities, we, we're almost filling every single month the hydro three times, three or four times. Think about that. Think about the hydro filled three or four times. And that's, that's just a rope. And then, a, and then think about thing. that's the audience just from the cities. These cities actually coming onto our website. That's that's unbelievable. 
Yeah. But it's a fact because it's the analytics that Google turn out every single time that I get real time on my phone. So I'm yeah. able to see what's happening and where they're coming from. Even we've got 8,000 people in the year coming from Germany. Eh? What? They, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but that, doesn't, that doesn't surprise me, Richard, because, you know, uh, Tornavine and Falkland and High yeah. Street Falkland was bought by somebody from France. Yeah. And they moved into it. Oh, they're moving into it. They've bought no, it in advance, quite, haven't they? They're renting the short term, teach. and then their 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 thing is actually moving into it. So that's what's they're happening they're with they're that. Off of the jobs and things first, yeah. So I think the anticipated continued market stability suggests that homeowners might benefit from waiting, unless they need to sell now. Yeah, because I think I think it's important to. I mean, that being said, there is a lot of life milestones like general marriages, births, deaths, career moves. I mean. They continue to drive the need for the housing market transactions and things as well. And the five market, uh, which is known for its resilience and things, is no exception yeah. to that rule. So as such, homeowners looking to sell due to life changes will find an audience um, in, in five steady, albeit maybe a wee bit slower marketplace compared to the manic years we've had previously. I mean, 2020 onwards up to 2022, we had really busy years and it's, yeah. it's leveled out slightly. Um, but there's still a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. So so I think the, the strategic approach to selling your house in Fife is, I mean, for, for people considering selling, you move for circumstances. That's There's no there's no doubt about yeah. that. It's like what you said, Richard. You've got you've got baby coming along. You've got maybe somebody's passed away. You've got maybe um, you've got you've got a new career. You're, you're now getting that. together. You're now needing a family home, possibly. You're now needing a matrimonial home because you're getting married and you're moving in together. Um, uh, these are all different things, and 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 these all these are all the these are all the reasons people sell. No one sells their primary residence just to try and make money, unless that was a strategy in the beginning about moving into a broken down, run down ho uh, home, and then mm -hmm. actually doing it up over time, and then benefiting from the capital gain. Um, because it's tax-free, because it's your principal residence. Yeah. That's the only reason somebody does, and that's very few and far between that happens. That people trade up in order to in order to maximise a return, which is which is ultimately, as I said, tax-free. So if you're considering to under you have to really, it's crucial for you out there to understand the current market nuances. Um, the interest rates, for example, and while stabilising, um, still impact the average mortgage rates. Affecting buyers overall, and and their purchasing power overall as well. So this could influence the pricing strategy for your five home, definitely. However, what what a property sells for, in most instances, is almost irrelevant. Yep, I said irrelevant, because if if yours goes up, the one that you're about to buy is going up as well, yeah, and vice versa. The most important. That. The most, and you're just trading like for like. You're trading yeah. apples for apples, and you know, as we go back to primary school, which I was taught, you know, keep it as apples and apples. You know, oranges and yeah. oranges and stuff like that. You can't do a pear. You can't add a pear and an orange. Um, that's the type of things we you learn at school, I suppose. Uh, but the most important thing is 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 really your chances of selling and moving home. That's the most important thing. What is the chances of selling, moving home, in the time frame that you want to move? And this is where it comes back to. Let's let me give you an example of this, Richard. I think you've got other other um, other statistics for the right down the east new areas. But in 2022, for example, your chance to sell in a five home 
was 86.1%, whilst in 2023, that's dropped to 80.6%. Now, it's interesting to compare it with a national picture of 65.38% in 2022 and 52.85% in 2023. As with all things, though, it's a matter of supply and demand, especially, and this can be measured by the number of properties currently in the market, which we'll come to. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that these statistics, how it's so high in comparison to the national average, but I genuinely put that down to the average price in Fife is still extremely affordable. We're sitting yeah, at between 175 and 180,000 for a Fife home on average. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great price point, and that's an average Fife home. If you go an average London home, you're at 550,000. Yeah. You're at three times as much, more. That 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 doesn't bear thinking about. I know. That doesn't bear thinking about the fact that you've got to have three times more the house in Fife to actually buy a you know in terms of buying power as to buy a house in London of the same of the same average. An average house in London, yeah. And you can't even be guaranteed that you'll get the right average house because the reality is the average house in London might be a two bedroom apartment because they're all uh, they're all high rise uh, apartments. And mm-hmm. so it might be a two-bedroom apartment where the average house in Fife is probably a three, is, is actually, it's, it's round about, I think it's a three-bedroom terraced or semi-detached house. Mm-hmm. So which one would you rather have? I know which one I would have. Um, the, yeah. the house with the back and front garden, you know, and, and close proximity to everything you've got and, and, a, and a nice, relaxed countryside feel, you know, and, and a, a bit less consolidated, a bit less, you know, crammed in. Um, you know, well, look at look at the if you look at the map and you look at Scotland and you look at England and you kind of think to yourself, would Scotland fit into England? Absolutely. And yet, Scotland's a tenth of the population of England. Scotland's just about the same population, if not less, than London. London yeah. And look at the size of London in comparison to Scotland. It's like <laughs> no wonder we've got all this green hills and everything round about. It's wonderful. It's literally, it's it's God's country. Yeah. Why would you not want to live here? It'd be madness to think it's like, oh, I would never consider Scotland. Are you nuts? <laughs> I would never consider Fife. What? What? You need a brain transplant or something. You need to consider Fife. But but that's the thing. Let's drill down and look at these numbers yeah. for okay. um so. So the Fife home is 86.1 in 2023, yep. chances of selling, uh, dropped to 80.6 in 2023. So 2022, 86.1, 2023, 80.6. What is it round about in what, what East Nook? Well, well, I was starting with, I was going to start with Leedmouth, which okay, is the KYE. Okay. The KYE area, now Leedmouth, everything in KYE is actually not that different. So your chances in 2022 of selling your Leedmouth home was 87.4. So not that different from Fife as a whole. Yeah, in 2023, it had dropped, but only to 85.6. So which isn't a big drop, as big a drop as, as Fife as a whole. So that so means how, that that means that out of 100 properties, 85% of them sell. Yeah, last year. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Um, and if we look at Glenrothes, it's not that far away for Fife in 2022 either, at 85.3% chance of selling mm-hmm. your home. In 2023, it had actually dropped to 75.8% in yep. Glenrothes area. Um, so that's a wee bit of a drop there uh, in Glenrothes. 
I think Bartlett. Glenrothes is, is affected by the new builds. Yes, that, we, we spoke I think that's this. where that's coming yeah. from because you're creating more properties, but the people that are selling their properties are not going on to buy one of the existing properties that are already built. Therefore, mm -hmm. they're going on to buy a new build, and that's not in this this calculation. So that's why that in 2023 is a lot lower. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The new builds because there's quite a lot of new builds going up in Glenrothes at the moment. If we look at Cooper um, and your chances in 2022, it was at 85.6%. Again, okay. fairly similar to Fife as a whole. In 2023, it actually increased to 87.8%. Yep. So, like you say, out of 108 to 87. Um, I, I like Cooper. I think Cooper's quite a desirable area. Cooper's actually good because it's, it's really central. It, the fact it's got a train station and you can commute to yeah. Dundee easily, you can commute to Edinburgh and further afield if you want, um, you can commute to Aberdeen quite comfortably so you know cooper is a really good place and, and if you're at university rather than actually yeah. have to live in st andrews and pay astronomical prices for st andrews you could effectively just live in cooper which is a, yeah, I think a far different price point to st andrews cooper's got a lot going for it and it's always a and in terms of where it's located like you say for st andrews and all the rest of it and it, and it always kind of continues to increase in popularity it does it does have a lot of new built uh, schemes and things planned to go ahead so it'd be interesting to see how that has an effect on on those figures but um i i think well that will have an effect similar to probably glenrothes there'll be yeah. a lot more stock left on the market because people are tend to go for new build because new build yeah. new build don't have home reports so it's no restricted plus the fact that they're more um a lot more people just want new if that makes sense yeah. it's, it's amazing that happens you know the same thing happened with veteran Vale and leaving across mm -hmm. from diageo when that went on the market they were selling on the new builds and, and when somebody actually tried to put um uh, uh, one of the one of the ones recently built on when they were still building, it was very difficult to sell it, and the reason for that was because rather than actually everybody, I mean, you know, the one that you're going to buy was all snagged and it had the the back lawn done and all the carpets were down and it was all decorated and carpeted, and yet the one that you're waiting on doesn't doesn't have any of that. But yeah. everybody wanted to wait for a new a new one. It was finished because everybody has this mentality about I want something that's new. A uh, new, yeah. Yeah, rather than something that's like, oh, it's tried and tested, so I don't need to bother and I don't need to mess about with all the stress of snagging. It's exactly the same property, yeah. if not more done to it. So it's quite interesting that that will happen. And I think the same thing will happen if Cooper gets a lot of an influx of properties. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it affects the how of Fife and that as well, if people yeah. come in from these areas and move in there. Anyway, what about the other areas? Um, yeah, East Nuke. Um, so East Nuke in 2022, your chances of selling um, were 85.4%, which is mm -hmm. good. Um, whilst in 2023, that actually dropped quite significantly down to 74.4%. Yeah. So why do you think that is then? That doesn't surprise me. Um, that's a lot to do with, remember, uh, East Nuke in 2022 um, had a lot of people buying for serviced accommodation holiday homes. Yeah. Um, and in 2023, they were scared off a bit by the legislation. Yeah. Um, it was coming in, the impending legislation, uh, plus the fact that some of the ones existing actually wanted to sell as well. Uh, so that's that's why I'm not surprised. And then affordability as well, and the higher price points in East Nuke, um, it's now reached, I think, a peak in terms of where it is right now, in terms of the East Nuke market. But I don't think it'll drop anything significantly. I think it will just be quite stable in the East Nuke area. Yeah. We've just got to a point where it's now all caught up with each other and uh, and the um, the salary to price ratio is actually, you know, caught up as well. 
Yeah. Okay, good. And uh, so finally, we'll, we'll finish with St Andrews on these figures. So in 2022, your chances of selling your St Andrews home was 77.2%, which is yep. a fair bit less than what your the five average and things is. And then in 2023, it dropped even further down to 71.7%. But again, that that doesn't surprise me. Again, that's that's a lot to do with uh, affordability. I think. Yeah. I think that's the St Andrews market is driven by affordability. I'm definitely, definitely because yeah, I mean they are pri they are high price high price points. Yeah. And then when you see if you can just live outside of St Andrews, you can get a far different price point at a more um a a, a better price. You know, a, a lower price. Um, for the same type of accommodation, but well, you've got easy access to St Andrews. Cooper's a prime example of that. You're 20 minutes, and if that, round the, round, the, uh, round to yeah. Cooper from St Andrews, and the price point's starkly different. Mm -hmm. But then again, Richard, you've got all the new builds in 2023 as well at Garbridge. Yeah. And then you've got the new builds yeah, at, 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 at Heden. Yeah. You've got new builds at Heden, which are down by the new uh, Madras School. Mm -hmm. So you've got you've got all these new builds getting introduced into the market in 2023 from these areas. Therefore, it's, there's no surprise that whatever's coming onto the market and in, in, in terms of resale properties, in other words, not new builds, um, which is normal practice, um, only 70 odd percent of them selling. And, and the reason for that is is down to the number of new builds getting built. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've, got the big, uh, you've got the Persimmons development in Garbridge. Yeah, That's you've also got you've also got other ones. You've got conversions. You've got conversions as well. You know, the Russell Hotels, I think, getting converted into six apartments mm -hmm. on the front at the scores. So, yeah. you know, you can see all that. You can see all that development happening um, and all these different things, uh, which actually takes the heat out of that market and the resale market. But then again, as I've always said, St Andrews is a big price point. It's like it's the London of Fife, effectively. Well, the, the price is like down, on, like you see at the scores and things as well. I mean, price point there is reflective of uh, some, of, some of the prices in London. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. You know, yeah. I I remember. Um, oh, who was it? Ian's, Ian's places. Um, they, he was selling them these apartments, and the scores were one of the converted properties for for a million. Yeah, just for an apartment. Yeah. And then they done all the they done all the conversions in like a million. You can get you can get two you can get just over two my houses for that. Yeah, and I've got a six bedroom three three apartment <laughs> of fifteen hundred square meters. I mean the price point of the conversions and the Hamilton Grand as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that I think that's where it is. So let's look at yeah. let's look at then on the first of January 2023, there yep. were 765 properties for sale in the Fife area. Okay. Now this has actually increased to 794 on the first of January in 2024. Now it's slightly higher if you look at it today, it's around about the 900 mark. But you can okay. see how the supply has gone up quite considerably. What is it around, you know, if we compare that against the the the, the regions? Okay, we'll go through them again. So leaving mouth area, as I say, KY, 1st of January 2023, there was 54 properties for sale yep. in leaving mouth area. And then that increased to the uh, to 71 for the 1st of January this year. That's about double. Oh, yeah. Well, that's about 50% more. So that's a 50% yeah. increase in stock. In the Leibniz area. What's the next one? Okay. Uh, Glenrothes, we had 79 properties for sale in the 1st of January 2023. That has went up to 91 properties as of the 1st of January um, 2023. Again, no surprise. What other areas? Cooper had 68 properties 2023, 1st of January. And that again went up only slightly, but to 70 properties in the 1st of January 2024. Okay, that's 
Okay, that's quite good. That's quite good for the Cooper market. Yep, okay. The East Nuke area, this is where it changes a wee bit. So the 1st of January 2023 had 50 properties available for sale in the East Nuke. That decreased slightly down to 44 available on the 1st of January 2024. Yeah. Now that is a lot to do with the fact that there's a lot of people holding off in the East Nuke area to put their house in the market. And they're only beginning to do it now. It's the old thing about because the East Nuke is a lot reliant on sunshine because it's tourism. Yeah, tiny on, things as well. on the gardens, you know, how things look and where the sun is because it's south facing. Everything, everything more or less in the East Nuke looks out towards the sea. Um, yeah. And it's sometimes in St. Monas, for example, it's on elevated, the way, the way it's elevated, and also in answer on that. So it all goes down towards the sea. So there's yeah. a lot of reliance on these areas. For that, for that, that yeah, that that, 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 that late spring, that late spring into summertime, and East Nuke is just. But I mean, that that'll yeah. catch up. That'll catch up definitely because I, I've just been out and put, you know, I'm about to put two pre portals on, one in Kilrenny and one in Crail, um, yeah. just now, and we put on some uh, the other week as well. So on the first of January, that might be the case, but I think East Nuke has actually grown quite considerably since then. Yeah. Okay, so have we got any other ones? And we've got St Andrews. So St Andrews at the first uh, of January twenty twenty three was seventy eight properties for sale, and that again decreased slightly to seventy two properties as of the first of January two thousand twenty four. So St Andrews kind of stayed the same. It's actually surprising for St Andrews, but but then again, as I said before, it's maybe a lot to do with influx for student accommodation. Could be, it could be a lot to do with that, and there's a lot of new builds. So therefore, it stays about the same as more people possibly go for the new build. But, but, but new builds are at astronomical prices in comparison to what you can get on the resale market. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I still, I still, but but then what happens with a lot of builders, and, and, and I know this typically happens, is they get banks to be the financers. So they've got, a, they've already got a partner, which is a bank, and the bank will do the mortgages for the people if they're wanting it to in order to buy their properties. So that's what they sometimes do. They introduce them to their own preferred, uh, preferred uh, mortgage uh, brokers. Lender, yeah. Um, act more or less to ensure um, that, that it gets over the line. You know, if they're a house builder, you want to make sure that somebody's going to be able to purchase your property. So you want to make sure that they've got the finances available for the site that you're actually building. Mm-hmm. Or if, if you're out in a wing and a prayer, then you're taking a risk. And house builders don't do that. This is yeah. all cold and calculated. This is why we talked about a buyer's or seller's market the other week. And I went mm-hmm. through what is a buyer and seller's market. We're still in a slightly seller's market. We're sitting at 46% of properties actually sold out of the current stock on the market. So that's a slight buyer's market just now, mm-hmm. possibly moving to a balanced market. So when we look at these statistics that you've just said, moreover, nearly half of homeowners with fixed rate mortgages will soon face higher payments upon remortgaging. That's quite interesting. Putting yeah. added pressure on this market. Um, and as, as as your local expert, obviously we can help you navigate the complexities to uh, to your position, uh, position your five home attractively in the local market. Yeah. No one gets us to sell a house, really. The bias for digital marketing mm-hmm. and then the bias also for the strong negotiation that we have at the end. That's yeah. where all the added value is added, by the way. It's not about just selling your house because anybody can sell a house. My cat could sell a house. <laughs> I could just send my, I could just take a video of my cat walking through a house and post it on social media. But is that really going to send the right message? Is that really going to get anybody to respond? Is that really going to get your house sold? 
is it going to get you the true value that you want for your house? Is it going to get the right value at the, the house is actually valued at and, and the right from the right person? Probably not. No. This is why digital marketing is really key and important in today's in today's world, especially with the, with the with the introduction of AI and new technologies in order to retarget people in order to get in front of the right audiences every single time. So people can't get away from you. This is where I talk about it. It's like once I've got you in my sales funnel, I, you're not getting away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on your phone every single time, whether you like it or not. Once you're in that sales funnel, there's no way you're getting away until we're finished. Yeah. That's key. So you're buying whether you like it or not. <laughs> and you might not even know you're buying yet, but you'll be buying if you're in my sales funnel yeah. at some point in time. Um, that's that's key. And, and and I think that's the case. So, so Richard, let's, what is the case for putting your Fife home on the market then? Okay. So, I mean, while the market might lean towards maybe waiting, uh, there are st strategic reasons uh, to list your home. Um, a well-presented property, priced accurately, um, it stands out for the market. And Fife's unique appeal can work in your favour uh, of sellers with desirable properties. And we speak about areas like the East Nuke and, and yeah. how you could obviously um, really take advantage of that type of area and selling your property. But for those looking to downsize, the current market could be uh, particularly advantageous at the moment. The increased cost of borrowing might deter upsizers. Mm -hmm. But for downsizers, especially those who are mortgage-free, there is a potential for them to uh, find a beneficial sale because they're in a better Absolutely. position. Yeah. It's interesting you, you mentioned the word, the phrase, desirable properties. Yeah. Personally, I think every every property, no matter what it is, is desirable to someone. It, just, it just depends what the person's looking for. It's well, desirable to someone. Look at the phrase. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. And, and it's what you see in the house for yourself. You could have the the most horrible, run-down house you've ever got, but someday out there will look at that and go, oh, that could be my dream home. Mm -hmm. But it's the job of your estate agent to present that property to that person yeah. they don't know yet in order to get them to respond. That's the key. That's why digital marketing is so important. And why you need a technology like that to retarget that type of person. Now, we don't know who that person is. And everybody out there doesn't know who that person is. Because 20 people make a decision every day to sell a property in Fife. 17 people go on to buy a property in Fife. But also people outside the area is in that 17. So how do you get in front of somebody that is not near you? And who do, how do you know that person? And this is why it's so important to actually plug your system in to an information system, a management information system. It gathers data from people that actually respond. And I'm talking about people like, you know, going to social media, people that go into Google, people that go into or the newspaper websites. When you bring all that data in and actually put all that together and then put it into your system, and then you take your property tour or your property advert, and then you market it. So remember that the, the, the video or the photographs and description is an advert. Yeah. The marketing is how it's presented. Mm -hmm. That's the key here. So this is why marketing is probably one of the most important things you can ever have in a stage. Advertising, anybody can do that. As I said, my cat can do that. 
but so my, that, I should just so get that, my that, car to sell a house, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, with that being said, then, Jack, going, um, you could probably explain this probably the best because we all too often see people um, come to us and ask, well, come, come in, could you come and value the property and have a wee look and things? And they've been ready, they've been ready for a while, but they're they're wanting to sell now, but they've been thinking about it for a couple of months. And it's like, so why get somebody out now to talk you through that process, even though maybe you're not looking to actually move for another couple of months down the line? Like, why would you get us out to do an appraisal now uh, rather than wait further down the line? I think it, it's really the cornerstone of any strategy. Mm -hmm. um, it's essential. Even even if you're a, f a few months away or even months and months away, yeah. Uh, considering moving, it, it really provides a realistic picture of where you are and and where the current climate is in terms of the property market. Yeah. Because we all we all believe what we believe based on what we are fed from other sources like the media. The, for example, for example, in the news, for example, in reports that come out from the Halifax, the 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 nationwide, um, the, the the one that's never really advertised because they're not they're not commercial organisations is the UK house price index, mm -hmm. which because UK house price index is fact. Hence the reason why I talk about it a lot yeah. because that's the facts. Nationwide and Halifax are producing their reports because they want you to get a mortgage from them. That's yeah, why that's they're good. producing it. Yeah. They're not producing it. They're not producing it to give you help for information. They're just producing it to stimulate you to them, to because they're they're going they want to give you a mortgage. So the first thing you think about is, oh, I must go to the nationwide because you because somebody's mentioned it. Mm -hmm. Here's a classic example of great advertising. You've got to yeah, I, I I it's running just now and it's Lenore or Comfort is running right now on television. At what point was the smell of your bed covers? determining how fresh it is outside. That's because they're not called outdoorable or something. Uh, but I know. But, but but who who yeah. said that? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting going, so <laughs> the smell of your bed covers determines how fresh everything is. So you're telling me that the smell of your product is then how fresh everything should be. See how they've built that? Yeah. How they've planted that in people's minds. Why do we all use mint toothpaste? I don't use, why do you use chocolate? Yeah. Because chocolate flavors. <laughs> but listen, chocolate flavors are exactly the same. Chocolate flavors no got sugar in anything like that. It's just a flavoring, that's all. Yeah. Why do we not just get it tasting like chocolate toothpaste? Because I tell you what, your kids would be brushing their teeth all the time. Yeah. Wouldn't have the problem, would we? But that's why they say mint, because mint when, is implied when to be fresh. Yeah, and some people do. But you're stuck with it, aren't you, whether you like it or not? Because everybody determines that to be fresh. Because yeah. there's been constant marketing from adverts convincing you otherwise. Yeah. This is why I talk to you. This is why this is why the key indicators here, the key indicators are really the house price index. It's also inflation. It's also the unemployment level. And it's also base rates or interest rates, what actual mortgages are getting right now. That is the key indicators that will tell you how healthy the property market is, as well as the transactional numbers, not the house price. It doesn't matter about the house price because we've just proved it doesn't make any difference. Because if you've got enough equity in your home and you take a hit for 20%, then the next property you're buying is 20% less anyway. 20% less, yeah. You're only trading like for like. Yeah. That's all. So it's no, it's not a massive difference to you. And as we know, in the last three years, most properties have gone up twenty percent anyway. 
So if we had a credit crunch and everything went down 20% and you've no remortgaged, you've not lost anything. Yeah, you'd be back where you were. Yeah, you'd be back where you were three years ago. Yeah. I was all right. I was fine with that. I was happy. Th- was everybody else happy three years ago with their house price? Absolutely. All that's driven it up is inflation. Yeah. That's all. Because, because salaries have gone up. Because, and yes, they have. They've gone up 6.6% before anybody <laughs> before anybody goes, no, they've not. My salary's not gone up. No, they have gone up genuinely. Yeah. According to the National Register, uh, they've gone up 6.6% year on year. And they're still getting higher than that. Look at the look at the doctors. You know, I'm no complaining, but I'm saying they got 12% in the Scotland. Yeah. So that's why they've gone up. Because overall, right across the board, the average is 6.6% in the UK. And that's gone up every year since then. And that's why inflationary pressure is on, plus all the money it was injected into the economy from COVID and the slush fund. So there was 180 billions worth of cash slushing about in people's household budgets at COVID because all the money it was handed out. That has to be recouped somehow. But what happened was it went right into the economy and it started to push all the prices everything up, especially property, because people thought, I can afford a bigger property now. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they went to buy bigger profit and it pushed all the prices up. That's what happened. Somehow we get the blame <laughs> for prices of houses going up. And I'm like, but you're the one paying the price. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one offering. It's not me. But that's that's what it and so so it, getting someone out now, even though you're selling in the next couple of months or the next three months, the next six months, even a year's time, at least gives you a real great idea. Now, I've, I've been out to people and they're just coming to the market from over a year ago yeah, because they took the time to actually plan it and get, get us out now and actually say, okay, let's get you out now. Let's look at our numbers first. Let's look at where we are. Then let's look at where the economy goes and then we can plan from there because we know now we're not guessing any longer. Yeah, we're not guessing any longer. That's the key here. Um, so uh, remember, it's all about it's all about more than just attracting a price, uh, attaching a price tag to your property. It's about understanding your home within the fabric of the Fife property market overall. Yeah, it's an expertise that really matters that much, isn't it? I mean, yeah. in in these uncertain times expertise and knowledge are really invaluable, aren't they, Richard? They are really invaluable. And I think it's important that a thorough understanding of like the the macro macroeconomic national and international climate uh, and the, the microrhythm of the five property market in comparison and the landscape of that can make all the difference when somebody's got that knowledge. Um, and as a local estate agent and things, you need to have that insight and expert experience and and able to guide people through the proper decision making process. Yeah, definitely. So, so for people that maybe because it took me a lot of years to actually understand what macroeconomics is. Macroeconomics is bigger yeah. picture, bigger picture thinking. Micro, it's like yeah. unemployment levels, all the rest of it, on a national basis. Um, uh, micro microeconomics is actually minutia. It's actually getting into detail on a local level. In other words, the macroeconomic picture of the UK property market versus the microeconomic picture of the Fife property market. It's like when we, well, we've just kind of done it to an extent there where we look at the UK and uh, the figures there for uh, properties available and then we break it down to Fife and then we break it down even yeah. further into the areas within Fife. Yeah, definitely. And and and, and that's what I think is the most important thing about the microcosm in Fife itself and the property landscape and how it's all different. Because yeah. we, you know, often people, you know, tar everything with one brush. 
in actual fact, St Andrews is a completely different market from Leavenworth. Leavenworth is a completely different market from uh, Glenrothes just now because Leavenworth's got a huge influx of, you know, hundreds of millions of pounds, you know, through the train station coming in as well. Yeah. And the fact that the train station now connects right to Waverley and Edinburgh, right through. I mean, that's going to be a huge bonus. That might take a time to come through. So if you are selling now, don't hang out and think, oh, the, tra the, the train station is going to, my prices are going to go astronomically for the it's route. It's not going to happen no, overnight. It's going to take a wee while and your circumstances probably won't take that long because yeah. you might have baby coming along and baby's not, baby's not going to go, I tell you what, um, well, I'll just wait. <laughs> I'll wait another three months if you want. It's like, no, baby's coming in nine months whether you like it or not. Um, so that that's the key here. So definitely uh, uh, I, the experience and the insights you'll get through uh, the, your estate agent to guide you through these decisions is invaluable at this time or not. Uh, so whether or not you sell your home in Fife in 2024 is not a decision to be taken lightly. No. Uh, the, the market offers opportunities, put it that way, and it must be navigated uh, with care and expertise. Right. For those considering their options, uh, reach out, you know, for a comprehensive market appraisal. And together, um, we can actually put some sort of formulation and plan together to assess your uh, property's potential and make informed decisions that aligns with your goals and, uh, and the market's realities at this point in time. Yeah. What's your thoughts on this? I think what you need to remember as well is that whether it's to sell now or, or later, the key is preparation and uh, partnering with someone who really understands the markets, the market and its pulse. And, and like we try and demonstrate on these shows, yeah. about the, the market is a UK whole, Fife, and then indeed, obviously, the areas within. And as, as Fife agents and things, we're committed to the best interests and, and we're here to offer a partnership, really, and ensure that you do that with confidence in us and clarity when you decide to, to potentially sell your property. Yeah. Okay, so let's take a couple of questions. Somebody yeah. said they hate, they hate mint toothpaste. The other one as well is, do you think the long run, uh, do you think the long run leave mouth properties will increase in the price and uh, price due to the new railway? It'll take time okay. to come through. And the evidence of that straight away is Aberhill. You could see, uh, for example, in Taylor Street, how before there were 30,000, now a one-bedroom flat is sitting at about 60,000 yeah. um, in terms of the price. And then you're looking at two-bedroom and three-bedroom flats, they're now reaching to the 70,000 mark as well. Mm -hmm. So that's completely changed that. Um, and I think they will be, I think that's an area it could be more and more desirable, definitely, because you're literally just walking down the hill to the train. I actually drove around there the, earlier today. And you could actually look. You could actually see the trains sitting in the station from the uh, from the front. Yeah. So uh, the next question is: So would it be worthwhile buying something now? Yes, <laughs> especially if you're leaving. I would definitely say if you're a first-time buyer and you're starting off, I would probably get it now rather than waiting, because yeah, as we know, as we know, time tells and time has shown us. All these people that held out for this crash, so-called crash at the beginning of 2023, it never happened. And at the same time that that crash never happened, interest rates went up as well. So they not only lost out on the crash because prices went up in Fife on average by 1.7% in the last year, but also interest rates went up as well. So now a new deal 
on a fixed rate mortgage for five years is probably about three times more than it yeah. was at the start of 2023. That gives you a real good insight into what's going to happen next. It's that, not that, going to change overnight. No, but I think like 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 they ask in the question, obviously, whether you are whether it's a first time buyer or whether it's an investment and things. Yes, the, the answer would be the time, isn't it? Investor territory definitely. If, if money, if 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 the numbers work, um, then the numbers work in any market as an investor for rental or for holiday home or anything like that. The numbers work and the occupancy rate works and the you know the the finances work correctly and you can you've worked out your risk and your sensitivity analysis so you can take big hits and weather storms um in terms of volatility and the mm-hmm. in the housing market and the interest rate market and the um and the uh, employment market. If you can take these hits uh, then it makes sense every single time and regardless of the market to invest if these numbers are right. We've done loads and loads of shows on that. When the it's, just, it's just like what we were talking about earlier with uh, when we referred to the mortgage companies doing the stress testing on, on potential applicants and their That's ability. Exactly what we're doing, isn't it? I never thought it like that. Them. We're actually, when we go on an investment, I always stress test, don't I? Exactly Every thing. single time. So I make sure I've guaranteed that the return is actually going to be fine. Um, so I've guaranteed the result. Um, begin with the end in mind. Yeah. So begin with the end in it. mind. <laughs> yep. And work your way yeah. back. And then you know exactly what you should be paying for a property, at what rental level, at what finance rate, at what occupancy rate, the numbers work completely and the job is done. You've guaranteed your success before you've started the journey in property investment every single time. First time buyers, if you're ready to go, you bet, you'd be better just to go now. If you're if, For people that are reselling and they're, they're selling as well, if you're ready to go because circumstances detail, as we've said before, all you're doing is trading up and trading down. It's apples and apples. It's it's oranges and oranges. And, you know, I'll say pears and pears just to <laughs> complete that circle. <laughs> it's pears, bananas and bananas. Um, <laughs> um, is there anything else? Kiwi and kiwi. Um, but but it's just to keep it's similarity every single time. You're not actually gaining or, or losing anything if you've got a property to trade up or trade down from. You're only you're only gaining slightly amount, uh, you know, in the in the trade up or trade down, depending on what type of market you're in. And the, you know, if you get if you get ten percent, you've got to pay more on a bigger property when you're trading up. So if the house prices go up ten percent, you're obviously going to pay more ten percent of the bigger value that you're buying if you're trading up. If house prices are going down and you're you're selling at a higher price, uh, then you're going to lose out if you're trading down because you're obviously losing more at the 10% of yours to the 10% of the one that you're trading down to. And and so you, you've got to think about these dynamics. But, but if you're just living in your house for your normal house that you live in, then it's not an asset to trade up and trade down on to make money of. It's an asset to have quality of life for you and potentially your family or your family to come. That's that's what it, that's what it's held for, unless you're one of the unique people that do it just basically like from start from the very beginning and start trading up based on the fact that you're adding value every single time because you you do all the work yourself, yeah. and then it's locking in all that value and then you release it by trading down or even selling up and going to rent accommodation. Next minute you've got half a million pound in your pocket tax free. Yeah. That's the sort of thing you would want if you want to do. But that's that's a that's a really unsociable sort of lifestyle uh, to have. Yeah, and, you've, and, got and, a, you've got a family home, you're not really going to be able to do that. But yeah, you, you don't really want. Although you know, although I've lived in building sites when I grew up, um, yeah. but not for that, not trading up or trading down. I just did. Old, my mother and father are old school, and the fact that we just moved into a property and did it as we went. 
you know, they were the inch Garvey and his links was run down, and that was a work in progress from the very beginning. Um, so, so was St Helens. You know, that was a work in progress. Um, that was literally bought, and it had to be completely gutted. Eleven years old wire wash, wire wool, and you know, nitromores, all the woodwork and all the because there was no dip and strip at that time. You didn't have yeah. things like that. I mean, that's effectively. 57, 11 years old, 46, 46 years ago. That's effective 46 years ago. So there was no dip and strip. You had to get the wire wool out and the and the nitromores and just rub it all down yourself. So 11 years old, that's no great. Um, but it teaches a lesson, a very valuable lesson. And woodworm and everything getting sprayed and doing yeah. it all yourself. And, you know, there was no specialist at that time either. <laughs> just did everything yourself. I remember my dad did. Um, but he taught me a lot, put it that way. Yeah. So if you're prepared to put up with that, then absolutely. Um, but I, I hope that's answered your question in a in a roundabout way. Roundabout way, but yeah, no. To put it to put it would be uh, should it should it be worth buying something now? I would say absolutely, because I think property prices in the next year and five will go up between one and three percent, um, definitely. Interest rates will they come down? That's another thing. I've got a funny feeling. The um, what's going on in the Red Sea then now with the pirates and oil tankers uh, might end up pushing petrol prices up again, and therefore, um, that means inflation will continue to be a bit higher. Therefore, base rates won't come down, therefore, interest rates won't come down, therefore, bank rates will stay the same. But if, if the numbers work, think about this, Richard if the numbers work where you are just now. And if you got a five-year mortgage, and I mean, I'm doing it on some of my collets, I'm getting a five-year mortgage and it's 4.68. Now, I thought to myself, if it drops by 1%, oh, I could maybe wait. And then I thought, what happens if it goes up by 1%? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't really want to take the risk of it going up. I like the idea of going down, but do I really want to gamble? I no. mean, in, in the and long the term, that, yeah. in the long term, Buffett, you know, Warren Buffett and that, you know, Oracle of Omaha, um, one of the richest men in the world, he says in the long term, it makes no difference. You'll find out in the long term, if you try and do these wee nuances in between and try and predict market forces and try and jump in and jump out at certain levels, he says it's just it's just probably the same rate of return as something that just keeps it stable all the time. <laughs> Nothing's yeah, right. changed. Yeah. You just you you end up being a busy fool. Yeah, no and it, it, you could have left you could have left it, but not tamper yeah. with things. Boring pays yeah. well. Um, and just leave it and let it go, yeah. Yeah, just let it go because it compounds more over over a longer period of time. But you're only buying your first house to secure your place on the property market. So in other words, you're not then open to price fluctuations mm -hmm. in the market itself. Yeah. So for example, if you bought your house at the beginning of 2020 and then prices have gone up by 25%, which they have, then you're hedged with the 25% because your house price has gone up by 25% as well. So you're hedged to be able to trade up to the next property because you've got a huge amount of equity in your property and you can trade it for the next property you want to move up to. Whereas if you thought, I think the market's going to crash, which is what everybody said in COVID, apart from us. <laughs> yeah. Yes, apart from us. And it's all documented and it's all in video. Yeah. Um, if you... If you waited because you were convinced that the property market was going to drop by 20% and then you, you've you missed out basically. Property market has gone up by 20%. So not only have you lost out on, you've basically lost out on a 25% increase. So you're going to have to pay 25% more than you would have three years ago. Now that is a sore one. Yeah. I would rather lock in 
and actually have certainty because it's a long-term project rather than take the risk rather than actually rather than actually what is effectively gamble on the fact that you have no knowledge about this market at all even i would say that i possibly have not that much knowledge but i probably have more knowledge than most people have uh, definitely more knowledge than the politicians have i know that because <laughs> i predicted everything that happened in terms of the yeah. rental market and why they preside over now the biggest homeless rate and record in scotland but they didn't listen at the time again it's all documented <laughs> but i'll keep that one for a rainy day when the time comes okay um thanks for coming on the show richard really appreciate yeah, it um any final words you'd say to anybody you know if anybody just, out there I, is thinking about selling i just think really obviously if you're in that decision making process and you're thinking should i be selling or shouldn't i be selling in 2024 get the right people on your side that know the market dynamics know that the, these kind of stats and things that we look at and these key indicators that uh, influence not just the uk market yeah. but indeed in itself so yeah because i because i would agree if i go out to someone and i think they shouldn't be selling i'll tell them i think you shouldn't be selling for that reason that reason that reason and that reason and then i'll let you decide whether you yeah. should be selling or not i'm not here to force you to sell you need to have the facts to make those decisions yeah. uh, absolutely this is all about acquiring the facts in order to make an informed decision for your best interests not for ours or any other estate agent until next time, guys, we've been Five Properties TV. Bye-bye for now. See you later.